Welcome to the It Gets Easier podcast. My name's Heather, and I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor that also has anxiety and panic attacks. I'm super passionate about helping people work through the struggles that come with having mental illness. In this podcast, I'll be talking about some of my own experiences with mental health, as well as some tools, tips, and tricks that I've learned to help not only myself, but some of the clients I've worked with. So if you're ready for some real talk about mental health that's going to help you feel a little less alone in this crazy world, then let's get to it. Hello. Welcome. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. My name is Heather, and you are listening to the very first episode of the It Gets Easier podcast. So, with this being the first episode of the podcast, there were a few things that I wanted to address. The first thing I wanted to address was... The question of why did I want to make a podcast? Because I'm sure that maybe a question a lot of people have, especially people that know me, because people that know me know I'm a very shy person. I don't, I'm not outgoing. I don't go interact with people a lot, even though it is kind of part of my job as a counselor. I interact with people, but growing up, I was very shy. I was someone that was always like the wallflower that would just sit on the wall and wait for someone to talk to me. So doing this podcast is something that's really out of my comfort zone, but something I wanted to do this year and made a goal of myself for this year is to get out of my comfort zone, do things that scare you, do things that you're going to look back on and be like, I'm so proud of you for doing this. So why did I want to make a podcast? Because I'm uncomfortable doing it. But the only way to get comfortable doing something is pushing yourself out of your comfort zone doing it. So here I am. All right. So the second question that may be on a lot of your minds is, what is this podcast going to be about? When you heard hear the name, It Gets Easier, to me, I want this podcast to be talking about mental health, different conversations about mental health, my own mental health, other people's mental health, which is will lead into eventually me having interviews with different people, whether it be other therapists, whether it be people in the mental health field, whether it be just a normal person day to day that just deals with mental health on a daily basis or whenever. What I want for this podcast to do is to be a place to talk about mental health and have this conversations that sometimes can be uncomfortable to have. But a lot of it, too, that I really wanted to do for it was to be more transparent with my own mental health journey. I've posted on social media before saying that I have anxiety, I have panic attacks, and those different things, but I feel like I've never really gone super in-depth with them in terms of, like, what the symptoms look like, what it's looked like for me. Not only, And I also kind of want to talk about, like, the clinical symptoms of, like, what does the textbook say that it looks like compared to what look someone that's actually goes through what feels like? Because I feel like there's not a lot of that out there. And I feel like some a different perspective that I bring to the mental health field is that not only am I someone that goes through mental health and someone that suffers from whether it be panic attacks, anxiety attacks, those different things. I'm also someone that works in the mental health field. And honestly, I feel like I don't really hear a lot of that perspective hearing from some people from the mental health field talking about their struggles with mental health. I feel like a lot of times you see the people in the mental health field that are professionals and they just are, they're all prim and proper and very, and like in their very professional manners, but you don't hear the struggles. You don't hear about them talking about those things. They talk about things in more of like a third person, like so-and-so over here has these symptoms and blah, blah, blah. But you don't really hear them first person talking about those struggles. And that's where I want to bring that perspective in. Because I feel like it's a very important perspective to have. And I remember 
when I was having my first panic attacks, my first anxiety attacks, I remember sitting around and just feeling so down and feeling so just like empty and alone and just feeling like nobody knows what I'm going through. And I'm kind of making this podcast too for the person that was like me feeling like so alone and just like looking for that voice, that other person to be like, you're not alone. I know exactly what you're going through. And just kind of like giving things that tips and things that have helped me and other people and helping to, I guess, more normalize mental health conversations because I feel like mental health conversations are very uncomfortable to have. And I feel like there's a lot of stigma still with mental health and people feeling like it's this taboo subject to talk about and it's meant and that mental health still has this negative stigma behind it that it's a bad thing and that people should be afraid of it and the mental health is a weakness and to me mental health is not a weakness mental health is not something that should be looked down upon or something that should be taken lightly to me i feel like mental health is just important just as important as your physical health honestly i feel like your physical health and your mental health are equally just as important they're hand in hand if you're not taking care of your physical health your mental health may suffer if you're not keeping up with your mental health, your physical health is going to suffer. I can tell you right now, I know when I'm feeling really down and depressed or I'm having those down days, I don't feel like going up and doing anything. I just want to sit around and chill and don't not do anything. And honestly, maybe a day or two, that's okay. But when it becomes to a point where you're not wanting to do anything day after day after day, your mental health is probably suffering and you need a boost. You need to do something to make yourself feel better, which is something we'll talk about in a later episode. But like I said, mental health, physical health, they're hand in hand. They're both super, super important. And that's another thing in the podcast. One other reason why I wanted to make this podcast was just to emphasize how important mental health is, how important keeping up with your mental health is. Because if you're not taking care of your mental health, you're going to suffer. And that's just, that's just no, there's no way around it. So with saying that, I do kind of want to lead into my next topic, which is kind of a little bit about my own mental health journey. I don't know how much I'm going to get into it. We'll see how it goes as I'm talking. So I guess, as I said before, I suffer from anxiety and panic attacks. Right now, they're more in, I guess, a, like a remission type phase. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but that's what I'm going to call it because they're not something I really deal with on a day-to-day basis like I was at my worst. At my worst was probably about, let me think. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I just paused the recording and just went to go look. It was over a little over 10 years ago. So yeah, it was about 2012, July, no, probably more June of 2012. And the only reason I know this is because my anxiety and panic attacks, the first time they really were really, really bad, stemmed from when I had a gallbladder attack. Now, you may be wondering, what's a gallbladder attack? Well, my gallbladder attack was essentially what I called when I had gallstones. And one night, I'm it's kind of, I guess, like kidney stones, where one of the gallstones tried to, like go into I guess leave the gallbladder and it was one of the most painful things I've ever experienced I remember just like when I first got it I thought it was maybe just gas and it was nothing to be concerned about but the pain just seemed to keep getting worse and worse and I remember just sitting there and like 
crying, just like, oh my god, I don't know what this pain is. I honestly thought I was having a heart attack. It was one of the most scary and, like, painful things. But I also remember I was so, I hated going to the hospital, didn't want to go. I remember just sitting in my room being like, I'm in so much pain, but I don't want to go to the hospital, so I'm just going to sit here and maybe once I fall asleep, the pain will go away. And I did end up falling asleep after, like, panicking and talking with my grandma, who I lived with at the time. And then eventually the next morning I woke up and the pain was gone. But that was kind of the instance the anxiety went from like zero to 100. Because I remember first it was like I was okay. I'm like, okay, this is a little better. The pain is gone. But my anxiety was, like I said, at an 100 because I was so terrified of this pain coming back. Because like I said, this pain was the worst pain I'd ever felt in my life at the time. And I was like, I don't want this pain coming back. This pain is horrific. I, like, I was so scared, not only because of the pain, but because I had no idea what was causing this pain because it was like... This pain just isn't for no reason. This pain isn't just like, it wasn't like the typical gas pain or something that I would have. So I was so worried. I was so scared that I eventually like panicked myself into having take, having my mom take me to the emergency room because I was like, I, I can't, I need to know what's going on with me. I'm like, I that's just the type of person I am. Like anytime I have some type of medical thing, like... I will go to the doctors because I'm like, I want to know what's wrong with me. I can't sit here and like not know. So I went to the emergency room. They checked me out. They basically said because I had eaten breakfast that day that they couldn't run the test, which is essentially like an ultrasound to kind of see like anything that's going on with your gallbladder, like the gallstones, things like that. So they sent me home. I had no answers. I was just very like still very anxious. And then they, well, I, like I said, they sent me home and told me to go follow up with my general practitioner the next, I think it was like Monday. It was like a Friday. No, it was a Saturday when I went. So they told me to follow with my general doctor on Monday. So I went in to see my doctor on Monday. They did the test. They told me I did have gallstones. And they also told me I had a urinary tract infection, which doctors didn't tell me about. <laughs> so I was kind of a little mad about that. But the thing was, even though I had an answer, the anxiety was still there. And I feel like the anxiety kind of just kept building. It was not just anxiety about having a pain anymore. It was becoming anxiety about my family, anxiety about my grandma. Because like I said, I'm very close with my grandma. Still, I'm very close with my grandma. As I said, I lived with her. And just like, I had so much anxiety that something was going to happen to her, that she was going to die. Like, I just had this like really scared feeling because I think a lot of it stemmed from I was so worried about myself and my own anxiety that something's going to happen to me. I was like, well, if it could happen to me, it could happen to her. And just kind of like it spiraled out of control. Like it got to the point where I remember one night just breaking down in tears with her, just telling her like, I'm so afraid you're going to die and all this other stuff. And it was really, really scary. And I'm also now realizing what I just said. And it's honestly, I don't think I've ever told anybody that before. So, yeah, I'm kind of nervous about that and how people are going to react to that. But I always said when I made this podcast, I was going to be 100% honest and open with anyone listening because I want to be real about my journey and I want to be real about the thoughts and the feelings that I was having at the time. So, yeah. Like I said, now moving back to that, having those anxiety attacks things, I did have my answer. I had gallstones, and they told me I would need to have surgery to have my gallbladder removed. They told me, but the only issue with that was I think they told I had to wait like 
three weeks to about a month to have the surgery. So there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of like, oh, my God, this pain's going to come back again. What am I going to do? Like, it was just, it was a horrible, horrible month. I just remember being like, I can't live like this. This is terrible. And I just like kind of... Honestly, I don't remember a ton about that time other than like just being really anxious and being like just wanting to forget everything that was going on because I was so miserable. <laughs> but yeah, I remember just like I had let's just fast forward about a month later. I had the surgery. I was like once I had the surgery, I was like everything's going to be better, everything's going to be great. I'm going to go back to normal and things really didn't go back to normal for a while. Like, it honestly, I think, took me years to get to a place where I wasn't, like, completely anxious all the time. And I think that's a part of mental, a, any mental health journey is realizing that every, I, what I want other people to realize is just because my journey took years, took different wings, everyone's journey is different. And I don't want you to compare your journey to mine and be like, well, you took this long and I took this long and blah, 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 because, again... Everyone's journey is different. Everybody heals differently. So I don't want you to compare yourself to my journey or see where I'm at now and be like, well, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to do this. And I thought that too. I honestly at times was like, I am never going to get better. This is never going to get better. I'm going to have to live like this the rest of my life. Honestly, at times I was like, I don't know how I'm going to live like this. Now, is that me saying I was ever suicidal? No, I was never suicidal. I was never to the point where I feel like I wanted to die. I always told myself like, I'm not going to give up. I want to live. And that was something that kept pushing me was like, I don't want to live like this. And I remember it was after my surgery. It was, this was when my anxiety and my depression were probably at their worst. I remember just sitting in, like, it was one day I was laying in my room, like, I think I was watching Glee, and just laying in bed and just being, like, miserable and just being, like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I remember, before, going back a second, I remember when I was... What was it? I think I went to work that day. I literally went to work for like five minutes and then just had a panic attack and was like, I need to go home. I can't stay. So I went home that day and I remember just like it was for quite a few days. I would just sit in bed and just didn't want to do anything because I was so afraid of what was going to happen or afraid that like every little move or just being miserable and just like all these different emotions. So it got to the point where I was just like, I can't live like this anymore. I need to do something. And I remember for years, my grandma, my mom, all these different people telling me, like, you should go see a therapist. You just go see a counselor. And me just telling them, like, no, I'm fine. I don't need anything. Everything's great. It was not great. I was just, I think I was in denial for so long that it really took me hitting rock bottom to be like, I need help. I can't live like this anymore. So that led me to going to my first therapist. My first therapist lasted about three weeks. And not because I didn't like therapy, not because I was giving up on therapy, but just this is another realistic thing that I wanted to out there too is the first therapist I went to was not a good fit. I didn't connect with this therapist. I felt like, to be completely honest, I felt like this therapist wasn't listening to me. And I was like, I'm not going to keep going to see this person. This person doesn't, I'm not connecting with them. I don't feel like they care about what I'm saying. So I'm just going to go find somebody else. And I did. I ended up going to another counseling center and finding somebody there that I really connected with. Someone. It was like a completely day and night scenario. 
and that's one thing too that I want that I want to put out there. I'm saying this because I feel like you hear this from a lot of different clients and a lot of people that I've worked with is they go to see somebody and it kind of scars them from wanting to go do therapy again because they're like, this person was so bad or this person was so just, I didn't like them. They did this, they did that. And it pushed them away from therapy. And that's one thing that's very hard in this field is it's like one bad apple ruins it for the bunch. And it's like, not every therapist is bad. I think a lot of times it's not that the therapist is bad. It's just they're not the right fit for you. And that's okay. That's what I tell my clients when I first meet with them sometimes, especially the ones that are nervous. I'm like, it's okay to be nervous. And to be completely honest, we can do a couple week sessions. We can do these different things and we can see how this works out. But if it's not working, let me know and we can do something. We can work on transferring you to somebody else. We can find a therapist that is going to be the right fit for you. Because I, like I said, I know from my own experience, if you're not with the right therapist, Nothing's going to change. It's not going to work. But the other thing you have to know about therapy too is therapy doesn't work if you're not willing to put the work in, which I want to kind of tie back into my name of the podcast, which is It Gets Easier. I kind of want to have the It Gets Easier with like a little asterisk to be like, It Gets Easier when you're willing to put the work in, when you're willing to put the hard work in to make things get better, to help things get easier. Because nothing gets easier without work, without being willing to change things about yourself. Because that's like they say, that's the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome. It's just not how life works. You have to be willing to put the work in, to make the changes, to do different things, To get to that place you want to be at. Things don't get easier without trying, without pushing yourself, without getting out of your comfort zone. Like I am right now making this podcast. I would not be making this podcast if I wasn't willing to put myself out there and be uncomfortable. Because like I said, I'm really nervous saying some of this stuff because some of this stuff is stuff I haven't shared with people Or I've shared with people that are very close to me. And I'm hoping by sharing my journey with mental health that it really does help somebody out there. Because that's all I've ever wanted to do with my life is to be able to help people, inspire people, to make people feel good about themselves again, to help them feel okay. Because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is being okay in your own skin, being okay with not being okay sometimes. Because that is a reality with mental health. Sometimes you're not going to feel great 24-7. That's just not a reality. But you have to also understand, too, that it's okay to not be okay, but it's also not okay to not be okay for long periods of time. That's when it becomes a mental health issue, and that's when it's always highly suggested that you go get some help. There's nothing wrong with going to see a therapist because I know that's a thing that I've seen so many times is I don't want to see a therapist. They're not going to understand me. They're not going to listen to me. Blah, 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 blah. You get it. But like I said, as someone that's been on both sides, I highly recommend it. But I also am not going to be the person, the stickler, to be like pushing someone to do something that they're not willing to do because at the end of the day you try to push someone you force someone to do something they don't want to do they're not going to get anything out of it you're going to be wasting their time you're going to be wasting the other person's time at the end of the day it has to be their choice you can encourage you can give them all the tools but at the end of the day it's up to that person to do that
Now, there is still a lot that I do want to talk about with my own mental health journey, but I'm already going a lot longer than I planned to on this episode, especially being episode one. So there's plenty of episodes. Don't worry. I'm going to get into more of my mental health journey. And if anything, I want to leave this as a question to you. What do you want to hear from the podcast? What questions do you have for me about my mental health journey? Whether it be honestly, I don't think there's anything off limits. If there is, well, I just want to answer it. But like I said, there's nothing off limits to me because I, like I said, I want to be transparent. I want to be honest about my journey and I want to be as honest and helpful and open as possible. Because to me, I feel like there's so much out there that people aren't honest about, or maybe they're too fearful to say. And I want to be that person to be like, this is what's what really was like for me. And I'm hoping by saying that, that people become more open or more willing to share their feelings or be able, not even sharing them publicly, but being able to share them with the people they love, the people around them. Because I feel like that is another common thing that I see is people are so afraid to share how they're feeling with people around them because they're afraid of being judged. They're being, they're afraid that people won't listen. They're afraid that people won't care. And I think that's the thing. You have to be willing to be open with people in order for them to be able to help you, which is another thing that I feel like I address a lot too is I have clients come to me saying that so-and-so is not going to help me. They don't know how to help me. And I think that's where I turn around and will tell them, well, what do you need from them? Because a lot of times people don't help because they don't know how to help. And it's up to you to tell them what you need from them, whether it be, I need, just need you to listen to me. I need you to talk to me. I need you to remind me of my coping skills. I need you to remind me of these different things. What it comes down to is, like I said, you have to tell them what they you need from them. Because a lot of times people will not come to you because either A, they don't know how to help you. B, maybe they ha- are afraid of upsetting you or maybe they're afraid of bringing the topic up because they don't know how they're going to react. So instead, a lot of times the default that people do is they kind of just not talk about it. They tend to just kind of act like they don't know what's going on. It doesn't mean they don't care. It just means they don't know how to help, which means instead of waiting for them to come to you, waiting for them to come ask you, waiting for them to come to you, you go to them and tell them what you need from them. Because like I said, a lot of times they don't know how to help you. And if they don't know how to help you, A lot of times the default is just not to help at all. So it's up to you to kind of just give them the nudge to be like, hey, this is what I need. Can you help me? And then open it to a conversation of what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And on that note, we're going to kind of start to wrap things up here. We're going to talk about... How often are you going to get episodes from me? I My plan is to do episodes weekly. I haven't decided specifically on a day yet. If I did decide after I've recorded this, I will post it in the show notes below. So make sure to check there to see if I've picked a day. And yeah, what I want to... What I want to put out to you guys is, if you have any questions you want me to answer, any topics you want me to address, anything at all, please, please, please... Message me on Instagram, message me on Twitter, message me any of the places. You can find me at, at Miss Heather Magic with a K, M S H E A T H E R M A G I C K. Find me in any of the places, message me, DM me, let me know what you're thinking. And I also have an Instagram for the podcast, which is it gets easier dot podcast. 
message me at those places. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you think of today's podcast or the first podcast. It's really helpful for me because I want to make this relatable and I want to make this something that you're going to get something out of. And with that, I thank you so much for listening. If you've gone through this 23 minutes, it really means a lot to me. And I hope you stick around for episode two. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so freaking much for listening. If you connected with any part of the episode today, I would love it if you shared it on your Instagram story. Also, make sure to tag me in it so I can thank you for sharing and showing the podcast some love. I am so incredibly grateful for you allowing me to be a part of your daily routine. So until next time, remember, it gets easier.